Welcome to Antique Dust. Hello and welcome back Antique Dust, where we are dusting down the old classic TV shows. And today, um, we are covering the Children of the Stones. Happy day, Jonathan. Happy day, Rob. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! Yay. So, um, I, I'm not really in for sci-fi. I'm not really one of those types of it, people. Was this a sci-fi? I would say so. Sci-fi mm. fantasy. I would put it more in the fantasy rather than... Okay, there is a sci element to it, really, but there's also kind of, you know, paganism and... Standing stones and it's a mythical, yeah. mythical thing, but without sort of a period yeah. sort of thing. Without a period. Without a period, you know, like a period like Vikings or anything like it's current well, it day. Current so, day. Yeah. So. Well, 1977. 1977. So there was a waft of corduroy flares, sort of. Yeah, there was. A, there was a fair in, bit of nylon to be. A bit, to be bit fair. of nylon, bit, bit of, of nylon, and yeah. So anyway, um, I'm. I don't know why I'm sort of reluctant to watch shows like this. However, uh, after a glass of fizz last night, um, we'd agreed that Rob would choose an episode. We only have to watch one episode. So I, I let him choose. And it was Children of the Stones, which gave him the, the willies as a child growing up. And uh, I thought, right, OK, it's one episode. It's only like 25 yeah, minutes. What's the worst What's that the worst happen? happen? 24 minutes of your life. 24 minutes of my life. And... We've binged seven episodes. Yeah, I did all actually, seven episodes. All seven episodes of it, which um, I'm actually... I liked it. It was really good. It's got a really good soundscape and everything. Um, the general story of it is you've got a father and son that arrive at a village. The father's a scientist of some nature. Son's quite gifted with regards to maths and stuff. Yeah. But um, sort of their widow... So he's The father's a widow. Mother died 18 months ago. Um, and it's all very sort of... Sort of, they've got a good bond, and he's arriving there to look at these stones, these pagan stones that are in this village. So it's a megalithic stone circle, um, and the, all the villagers are very friendly in a beige, in a slightly creepy, in a beige sort of neutral way. They're not sort of, they're not like nasty. They're not like there's no nothing particularly ominous about them individually yeah. or anything like that. It's just a little bit off whack. Yes, uh, they're just they're just a little bit odd, a little bit, little bit, yeah, a little bit creepy. Yeah, a bit, country, yeah. a bit, a bit spooky. Yeah, a, a, just a, a a little bit sort of, uh, but not in the sort of League of Gentlemen, it's a local shop for local people sort of thing. But it, there's an air of the Wicker Man about it. Well, I suppose it's going back to those sort of traditions and what have you. Uh, the son sort of has uh, Matthew uh, has bought bought a painting we found in a junk shop yeah, that he was drawn to. Yeah, he was drawn to it in some mysterious, M mysterious way. way. And this this picture depicts the village and uh, the stones and the outcrop of stones, where there's a big beam of light coming yeah. down with people 
people holding hands yeah, around and looking distressed looking distressed and, and, but and a, 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 a man and a boy running away oh uh, sorry yeah over sort of an oversized serpent's head yeah sort of thing um so I, so th- it's setting itself up really well now the soundscape of it is really good as well it's, it's, it's sort of like an avant-garde orchestra and choir yes it was it was to be to be to be, to be uh, accurate it was the ambrosian singers that provided the the, Lots the, of the vocals yeah. and the uh, the music was composed by uh, sydney sega yeah so and it was very spooky uh i mean they so the opening sequence you have have this choir which is it's got melodies but aren't in tune yeah. i think i think discordant would discordant be the, the yeah. word you would use and which really sets up a kind of like a chain spilling sp- uh, sorry spine chilling thing it does give you it there. does give you the willies sort of thing yeah. um yeah and and then we see the creepy looking stones I, I think some of the stones are well they are some of those stones are there naturally but i think yes. they, they put in other ones which look like people trying to get out of the stones but yeah. in a the, sort the of location the location of the filming was, was was avebury in wiltshire which is a very very famous pagan uh star, you know me- megalithic stone circle very very famous but yes i think you're right that they they imported some particularly uh, creepy, creepy-looking stones to to sort of complement the the stones the, that were uh, that so were already there. So you've got the, uh, lo- the local score for local people, and you've Wait, got they all sit at pub tables for for some reason. Yeah, I think it, it, there was obviously a budget. This was done in the seventies, so there was obviously like a budgetary sort of situation happening there, and uh, so you've got a big table where you've got the local children who are astoundingly fabulous at maths yeah. and they're doing they massive do hard sums really they could do hard sums and then there was four other children which had been come into the village recently and when they they're better at sums then they can move to the top table so and the sums look really they it's, are it's very like complex it's, yeah, it's, it's it's sophisticated algebra and calculus and yeah, stuff like trigonometry that. and things yeah so, stuff that we don't understand because there's lots of brackets and yeah, yes. and pie. And, and Latin characters. <laughs> pie, mmm. Mmm, yum. Oh, I want pie now. Um, so, uh, so the children are a little bit creepy. And while we're there, it's a, by between episode one and episode two, one of the kids that were, was a like on the other side suddenly becomes very good at maths. Yes. And becomes... Yes. Apparently, not, apparently when you go to the dark side, um, you start becoming very good at hard sums. You can become very good at hard sums and you don't react to situations in the normal way of like anger, frustration. You're, you're purely neutral. Uh, so it's like one of those, it's like uh, how I could describe it is the middle manager that just says yes to the big boss and the big boss says, I like that person. Not because they actually do any good work; it's because they agree with me all the time. So, is this, is this something coming from your personal experience? This is, it is. I, I, I'm so getting channeling. I'm channeling some disgruntlement so, from so the dis- past. So disgruntlement of the past, where you have middle management, which have been promoted and promoted and promoted because they just say yes a lot. Uh, they don't. It's not necessarily based on results, but it's because they surround themselves with yes people. So, that's pretty much how they are there's no negativity there's no discord 
uh, it's purely they're neutral and they're just having a happy it's almost life. as if they've had a all, all the all their sort of anger etc sucked out of them by some mysterious force yes some mysterious force some mysterious force has just sucked all the personality and sort of what makes someone an individual yeah uh, so we've got the creepy housekeeper you've got the creepy we? housekeeper for the house that they've rented they've rented this this house and you've got this lady that pops up offering chocolate cake at all times and yes and, and, yeah, and fried breakfast and fried breakfasts uh we don't see her doing anything with sort of evening meals um so don't exactly know how that works but i don't know exactly know where she lives either no she just appears she just the seems door to and appear just disappears but again it was the 70s and they are uh, and the, the father and son are relatively middle class they've got a relatively new maxi car and he's got lots of gadgetry things in big box big yes. w- big wooden boxes with clips on and quite a big range of jackets uh, i i noticed yes there was a lot of, and I th- i'm sure there was one with a, a sort of a cold road number with leather yeah. patches on yeah. so, so channeling it in a jungle so there's a lot, a lot of jacket action going on lots of nylon lots of yellow lots of yellow yeah well, i mean in fairness i quite like the style i could actually rock that it's very hipster-esque uh so the the, the the father gets a friendship with the curator of the museum who's also just arrived uh, with her daughter and she's curated she's fascinated with the stones and everything and together so the, the daughter's at the score along with another child um that's linked in with the do- local doctor that's yeah. recently moved there and there's the other the other boy there's there's four there's four newcomer yeah, there's Chil- one. Children. There's one there's farmers. Th- the farmer, the farmer and his son. A far- the farmer and his son. The farm- that song. The farmer the, and his. No, I don't know. That. That. One moment to mow. Yes, so, so there's you've farmer got and his son. The and doctor son. and his son. The curator of the museum and her daughter. And her daughter, and of course we've got Professor Brake, played by. It's, there's a curious, there's a curious thing there. Professor Brake uh-huh. is played by Gareth Thomas. Mm-hmm who also is probably best known for playing Rog Blake uh-huh. in Blake 7. Ah, ah did you not realise that? I, I did. You were muttering something about Blake 7. Under, my, under my breath. Yes. So, yeah, so, yeah he, he, he's very recognisable. But in fairness, all the actors were really quite good. There's only a little bit of clunkiness with some of the kids. Yeah, but you, I think you... You, you kind that. of have to, ex- to expect uh, that, and it had very, it had some very, very adult themes mm. running through the shows. So, I mean, we were discussing this before we switched the sort of record button on our Betamax uh, recorder, uh, where it's, it, it's, it was a show. It seemed like a show where it had lots of elements that could appeal to both a child because you've got, you've got, you've got, it's like a kid's own adventure, but also it's got themes that would, that sort of parents would appreciate as well it's sort of so it's yeah. it that's very much i think the hallmark of good, good quality children's you know, drama it's not just that a cartoon or yeah, that, it, that it, it works on multiple layers and of course this is 1977 when it was shown um made by htv harlech television as it once was part of the itv network and htv at that time had a had a stellar reputation for making really really good quality children's child, children's drama and i think the key thing is it's it's over 40 years old more than that now it's probably uh, 45 is it 45 i suppose it's 76 so it's made it, it was made in the, it was made in 76 it was shown 77 winter, like january february 1977 and so it's 43 years old yeah 
So for, for a 43-year-old drama where some of those, those, some dramas look a little bit crap, um, this actually stood up really well. I mean, there were some of the episodes where it, it sort of, the, the plot, it, it chugged along, but it, the, it, the plot point was, was one plot point for one episode and it was lots of running around which was fu- which was fine but it was still it was still entertaining because there, there was information to take on board because it's quite a complex thing with the whole paganism and what have you so and i think it would make a really good film if it was remade it would make a because it, it does have that whole wicker man influence around it um but i don't know if whether it it justifies having to make it. I mean, look what happened when they remade Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage. That was just... Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not... As you might gather, I'm not a huge fan of remakes. Because um, remakes are never as good. No. And, well, very, very rarely is a remake ever as good as the, as, as the original. I think the original just, like, stands on its own, own right. If you want to make things... Then make new things. Be creative. Don't just revisit revisit old things. Other to other people's it. ideas. I think know. that's that's the problem. I think the in the past they had the budget and they had the the inclination and creativity to create something new and innovative. It wasn't all about viewing figures because ultimately at those times they only had two, they had three channels. Yeah, nineteen seventy seven. There were three channels: BBC One, BBC Two, and ITV. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah. So you were pretty much guaranteed an audience. It went in that slot. You were either comp- you're, if it was ITV, you were competing against Blue Peter or Grange Hill. That was pretty mm-hmm. much it. Yeah. So, uh, and the kids had to tune into something um, because that. Yeah, was but it was the thing is you know this was at a time when actually often families would sit down together and watch, and that that's why these these dramas are made the way that they are with with, with something with sufficient adult adult themes. interest. And when I think this, the, the, the general premise of the story is you've got a, a village of 53 people and the village is has the stones. Any newcomers that come in are converted to become a full-on villager where sort of that anger and emotional inclination is, is wiped off. You've got the Lord of the Manor that has uh, the manor house which is built in the centre of where all the ley lines come from the area. So there's yeah. 53 ley lines that come in to the village, which they can circumnavigate around where the stones are, which are arched around yeah. the so actual... The, yeah. So the Lord of the Manor, Hendrick, unfortunately no gin involved no. in that. Or but tonic. But Hendrick. Um, it's played by the Scottish actor Ian Cuthbertson, who had a um, you know really, really big name, mm-hmm. um, did loads of TV, did loads of theatre... He also worked with Gareth Thomas, who played Professor Brake, uh, previous to this in a, in a drama series called Sutherland Law. Uh, you know, Charlie Endless Squire, uh, uh, Budgie, loads of loads and loads of television. He was a he was a he was a go to working actor. But but for me, for mm-hmm. me, he will always be the Scunner Campbell, uh, Super Grand's arch nemesis. <laughs> But hey ho. <laughs> so, so the Lord of the Manor, he is what's classed as a high priestess. He's high priestess. High priest, sorry. And his his house is 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 an old sort of Gothic mansion, uh, which has been built on the site of other things in the past. 
and the house you've got all the antiquities but he's also in, throughout the whole house you've got these digital clocks which were so so super fashionable in their time which uh, tells a precise time and also as Lord of the Manor he uh, owns and he is the guardian of the church um, which has been locked up because they have no vicar and so ultimately the Lord of the Manor takes it on himself for any new villagers to induct them into the, the inner circle and so though so when people are converted to become true villagers they're invited I, I, around for yeah. tea i suspect no one is going to if you've not seen it i, I think trying to describe the plot is probably a bit, no. <laughs> a bit so, but ultimately say the so the, the matthew and his father uh, uncover this this element because matthew it turns out is a little bit psychic yeah where he can read situations by touching stones or uh, sort of items belonging to the people and he say so move into this village if, if, we're, if we're going to if we're going to describe the plot let's let's not try and do it off the cuff here okay. is here's what wikipedia says about the plot okay. outline the village is within a stone circle that mm -hmm. exists in a time rift but doctor who this in which the same actions are played out with minor variations over and over again, the end result being that the power of the circle will eventually be released to the outside world. Whenever the, the, sort of the circle is broken, however, the time circle resets and the same events attempt again to, to unfold. However, since time is passing in the outside world in a normal way, time within the time circle must also progress matching the time period of the real world while still attempting to play out the events within. Four cycles of the time circle are described in the Children of the Stones. The original stone circle was built in the megalithic area. The village priests witnessed the formation of a supernova which some and somehow deduced that the black a black hole had formed afterwards and using psychic powers and folk magic. Uh, the, the priest harness the power of the stones um, but it all went horribly wrong when a pair of travelers entered the village and, and broke the broke the, the the circle and the villagers were all turned into, into stone yes um, the, the cycle repeated with the barber surgeon circle um, where the barber surgeon uh, eventually you know caused the caused the circle to to, to break and then we have the third iteration, which is the events of the of the series. Mm -hmm. And then right at the very end, sort of the the denouement is the reboot, the, 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 the time circle beginning to beginning to, to repeat itself. So does that, does that sum it up? That pretty much sums it up. It is. It, it does sound very complicated. And in fairness, it is a quite a complicated plot. However, I think the, the children watching it would have been transfixed by it. It, it it would have probably been one of those things that really hooks you in and what i really liked watching it is every single episode they did a recap of the episode before so because obviously in the 77 having a vcr being able to tape it you didn't know what happened no. so it was really quite interesting because for the first two or three minutes of each show you shot you were shown the vital plot points in the 
episode prior. Yeah. So in fairness, you could actually watch the whole of the. <laughs> you could edit down the entry entry bits. Yeah. You, you could actually make a seven episodes into something which is around twenty five minutes. Admittedly, it would be a very abridged version of it. It would be a very abridged version. A bit like those Doctor Who ones, uh, because apparently Doctor Who earlier episodes, which used to be like sort of five episodes, but they've now edited five Doctor Who episodes down into like 25 minutes. Rob was hugely excited when he heard about this. And then he, he, he tuned into one of these episodes and it didn't make any sense. Yeah, so I watched, I, watched the 20, <laughs> I watched the 25 minutes redux of um, The Hand of Fear. That was Sarah Jane in, wasn't it? Yes, which was Sarah Jane Smith's last appearance in the classic, classic serial. And yeah, I was anticipating a very tightly edited sort of, you know, modern telling of the story. But actually, that's not what I got. I got, if I didn't know the story, I would have been completely lost. And there's, for some reason, they, they left in long sequences of, of, of Sarah Jane wandering around a power station clutching a Tupperware box. <laughs> Um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed by the, no. by by the retelling. Yeah. So, but even though it did go over a story arc of seven episodes, each episode actually kept you hooked. I wasn't wandering around to click on social media or update my, my, my sort of my, my Instagram feed or anything like that during it. It was, it it had you hooked. But I think part of the, the joy of this is the fashions were a little bit way off, but you quite liked it. But everything was a little bit sort of, how to explain, off-centre. And I think that, but it was made to be a little bit mm. off-centre. So I it think makes that's very much part of the directing style. You know, you've got, you've got the, the use of some, I think we're called in the, in the trade, Dutch angles, which are when the, the camera's slightly off, yeah. off, off kilter. But um, it was it it was intentional. But it made you made you watch, and also the soundscape of it was very atmospheric, and it did give you the chills. Do you want to give your impersonation of the of the soundscape? Oh yeah. no, I'm probably not very good. Maybe at that. not. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> However, I was very, very pleasantly surprised. I mean, we recently watched Chucky, the first series of Chucky. And Chucky was actually quite good. I mean, that was a little bit more indulgent. Um, and I think because yeah. that was made in the 80s. There were, they, they of course, still, we, are, we are due a, a podcast on, on Chucky. On, on Chucky. Uh, so we did. We watched the first, the first uh, series of Chucky. And it tells the story really quite well. And obviously, children's broadcast still had the, the opportunity to, to to do and tell a story over a story arc without having people tune in or out or anything like that. However, it was a little bit more self-indulgent than Children of the Stone. Stone, sorry. And But for Children of the Stones, I just thought, yes, I really like that. And... I can't really pinpoint exactly what it is. I think it was it wasn't a nostalgia fest. I know this podcast thing is all about nostalgia and vintage TV and really sort of embracing all of that. I mean, I would say when this goes broadcast, I'd never seen this before because I was four years old when it was broadcast, yeah. and it was repeated once in 1978, the year after it was shown, and it, it has never, never been shown on 
uh, to rescue which just seems really game. really weird because it would be something where because they used to rerun friggin Heidi with badly dubbed Heidi yes, that was the BBC that was the BBC oh yeah so do, 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 do. grandfather grandfather <laughs> go Peter go Peter <laughs> Peter, Peter. <laughs> that is that that is emblazoned upon my memory in a forgettable way but it just feels really weird because they used to play lots of crappy American stuff even on ITV like the Brady Bunch and the Brady Bunch the Brady Bunch used to get repeated all the time and it was almost the same same well, set all, all I can say they never showed it in Scotland oh well they did they did they did south south of the border <laughs> but it just seems really weird that they didn't do that and i'm but i'm pleasantly surprised and it's one of those things where i think i'd potentially re-watch it again it, I, it's not one of those things where oh yeah that was okay and moving on i think it would be something which perhaps it's a bit like um oh, what's it the um the box of delights which is Sort of, it's always a delight. Although the box of delight is normally it's normally episode one and episode six, um, <laughs> the rest of it in between is a little and bit. a lot of larking about in between. A lot of larking about. <laughs> but I would give this a five out of five, and that's quite quite good for me for watching a show that I've never actually seen before, and I'm quite reluctant to watch that type of thing because sci-fi fantasy is not really my bag. I'm more into sort of Bergerac and Howard's Way and. Lovejoy and Forever Green. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I think actually in fairness, looking at look, look, looking across this podcasting table at, uh, at Rob, I think he was genuinely surprised that I actually really enjoyed it as much as I did. Yeah, yeah. You know, because me introducing Jonathan to things I like is usually a fairly depressing activity. The last couple have been really good though. Wicker Man... Wicker Man's been, I say, I, I was very reluctant to watch that. But this is like a children's version of Wicker Man. Yeah. It's got similar themes. Uh, it's Happy Day rather than How Do. Yeah. <laughs> how Do. It was, um, it was. It was like, Wicker Man was, it was How Do, wasn't it? <laughs> That's just in the song, but never mind. But, no, but uh, it, they, 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 they did use that, the shopkeepers. Well, we'll have to watch it again just to, yes. just to be not. To be, to be we will not watch Nicolas Cage on we, we we gave that one away. That's no. never to be watched ever again. No. <laughs> so, if anyone else out there has seen um, the Children of the Stones and have anything fabulously insightful to say or add, then please do let us know. Do you have any other comments of Children of the Stones, Rob? Do I have any other comments, comments to make um, about it? Let me think. Do I have any? No, I don't think I do. I think yeah. we've covered everything we need to say about Children of the Stones. But I think when you said when you first watched it, it really gave you the creeps and nightmares. What part of that gave you nightmares? Uh, well, I could, you know, I was I was eight years old, so yeah. about yeah, it was yeah. It was quite creepy, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, it, I think it's just the 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 atmosphere. I probably didn't understand a huge uh, amount about the the fairly convoluted plot, but. But you've got cre creepy images of, um, you know, the stones, and you've got the the discordant, jangly kind of vocal music, music and so on. And I think it just sets up, it sets up an atmosphere. It's the same with um, the, the 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 change the the changes, um, which we which we perhaps we ought to do a podcast on the 
on 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 the changes. But that was something that I watched. I think see, that was before. What's the changes? Children of the Stones. Well, we can do a podcast on it. But it was a a BBC children's drama of this in a similar, you know, ilk. of an ilk. Yeah. Um, to this, but uh, I was because I was young when I saw the change. I was only about six six or seven six years old when i saw the change so i could remember very little about the actual story but what i could remember was the the creepy images and the and the discordant jangly music that went along with it you know a kind of post-apocalyptic kind of style um, and i think probably for me children of the stones was something that that left an impression like sky did and we watched sky it was also from it from the state of the htv hmm. um stable and again i saw that when i was very very young could remember nothing about it except for the some of the images and the you know the 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 music and that right, gave you really a bit of the creeps stayed that's what stayed with me yeah so but anyway uh so back to our listeners if you have seen this or you have any comments to make or is there any tv shows from nostalgia fest um uh, that you would like us to to have a look at and give our insightful comments uh, please do let us know we're on all social media platforms at, at antique dust uh, you can email us at hello at antique dust.co.uk and uh, let us know inbox us we are needy in the meantime it's farewell from me jonathan and it's goodbye from me rob bye bye this has been an antique dust production <laughs>